Welcome to the Cosmic Dispatch, a show about heavenly bodies, earth bodies, time, experience, and the relationship between all of it. I am your host, Corey Nakasue, and good afternoon and happy Scorpio season. And honestly, that felt weird just to say. Um, not that Scorpio can't be a happy time, it's just, I don't think it's the best word. Um, I was having a discussion about this a little uh, earlier today. I was on a meeting with um, my my assistant and partner, Mandy Sheeler, and our friend, uh, Dr. Elena Krell, because we're putting together, I think we're putting together um, some kind of workshop for this winter. And it's about dark themes. And we were talking about, you know, happy hours and and how we kind of wanted to have a happy hour, but we didn't really want to use the word happy. Um, but to say that something is unhappy or not happy doesn't necessarily mean it's sad or bad. Um, so anyway, so when I think when I think about positive words to describe a a dark a darker energy or darker archetypes or symbolism that that are involved with Scorpio I think more about words like deep or enthralling or mesmerizing or irresistible and happy almost seems too I, I don't know too like yellow or something and Scorpio is definitely not yellow. Um, this week is packed, packed with um, heavy astrological movement. So I better just jump into the forecast instead of trying to dissect this word happy. But part of this week's forecast includes a new moon in Scorpio that takes place on the 25th, on Tuesday. So as we always do on the week of the new moon, we'll celebrate with some scorpionic music. And instead of the usual creative prompts, we're just going to do a big meditation on this new moon, which happens to be a solar eclipse. As we get further into the program, I'll explain why eclipse time isn't really a time for planting seeds or um, being very active about forming intentions about what we're going to do. It's really more of a, a time of being receptive and getting out of the way of the eclipse. I mean, just very quickly, astronomically, if you think about what's happening, the sun's light is getting eclipsed. It's going out, even it's just for a moment, but it's still going out. I don't think that's a great time to go out and, you know, make something happen. So we need to let the eclipse just do its thing because it has so, so much to say on its own. And as usual, the offerings on this show are also available in writing on my personal Instagram 
at Body Intel and at the Cosmic Dispatch Instagram and at aimhigher.org, where I have this cool title of Astrologer in Residence, and I get to offer astrology to the members there in all sorts of fun and creative ways. So, without further ado, let's just, let's jump into the astrology of the week. And yes, you might hear me sighing a lot, or breathing, or exhaling a lot, and it's not because of any kind of dread or anything too foreboding. It's just that this week, and honestly, the next few weeks, there is just so much going on. It's just a lot. And when I'm home looking at the charts, I'm literally like saying out loud, what? Come on, no, you're kidding me. And yes, I do talk to the charts out loud when I'm working with them. I just get very emotionally involved. It's kind of like, I guess, the way some of you are at home when you're watching sports. I get into it. So, okay, let's do this. Here we go. Starting on October 23rd, that's today, Saturn stations direct which means from where we stand here on Earth, Saturn appears to be absolutely still. I think a few weeks back, I dedicated an episode to stationing planets, and you might want to listen to that for more info. Saturn has been retrograde for about four and a half months in the sign of Aquarius. During that time it may have had some trouble asserting its authority, building strong supports for its projects or relationships, and basically having trouble giving form to things like our projects and relationships, or, or maybe even this is happening in your body or your house. There's usually a structural issue when Saturn can't do its thing properly. Now, now that it'll be moving forward, we can eventually, this is not soon, right? It takes a while for a planet to get back up to its usual speed. Um, but coming up, we can get back to the business of building, maybe a little more successfully. And the work we do will start to gain some traction if that's been an issue. But this is not the only thing going on with Saturn. It plays a major role in this eclipse season and the astrology for the rest of the year, which I will touch on later and for the next few weeks. Also, today, Venus and the Sun entered the sign of Scorpio early this morning together, like like a little couple. They've been traveling together for a while, and they're going to continue to travel together for a bit longer before they separate. I'll be talking more in depth about Venus and the Sun in Scorpio over the next couple of weeks, but for now, I just want to say that we should notice a palpable tonal shift as we move from a predominantly airy environment to a much more watery 
environment. It's like it's like we were hang gliding for the past month, and then we just got dropped into the ocean. Scorpio is a water sign, and there's extra water coming at us this week from Jupiter who is re-entering Pisces on October 28th. That's going to be a lot of water. And Mercury entering Scorpio to join the Sun and Venus on the 29th. So, so yeah, a deluge is upon us this week. Pretty much during all of Libra season, I kept going on and on about this helpful and beautiful air trine that was helping us be objective, logical, measured, and cool-headed. Well, in what seems like one fell swoop, that all goes out the window this week, and we are now deep in our subjective emotional, extreme, and more temperamental states of being. We're familiar with terms like going off the deep end, right? Well, that's what this looks like to me. It's very hot energy, and on top of it all, we have an eclipse to boot. So, I think this is a good time to do an intro to this eclipse season. This is an overview I wrote for the folks at Aim Higher and Poetry Barn. It's called Full Tilt, Collisions, Reversals, and Wormholes. Eclipse season is usually intense, but this season's eclipses run deeper and wilder than usual. There's almost too much to say about the astrological landscape at the moment. To give you some handles on what looks to be a roller coaster of a season, behold some bullet points. So I love a good bullet point. So here's the first one, the deep. The season starts as somewhat of a cliff dive into the dark waters of Scorpio with a solar eclipse right up at the front in a tight conjunction to Venus. Something new wants to happen, or something new wants to be born, but it comes at a cost. And there's always a cost with Scorpio. There are hints of making a deal with the devil, if you will, during this lunation. If you've been putting off owning your desires, especially your the desires, the desires you think are taboo, or owning your secrets, especially the secrets that we think of as shameful, or fears of being overpowered, you will be tasked with confronting these things. The great thing about working with instead of running from Scorpio is that the things you think are too scary to confront or let go of lose their power once you merge with them once you once you like accept them and claim them as your own 
And I know it sounds totally counterintuitive, but this is something to work with to experience what could be an ecstatic release that actually makes you more powerful, that births um, this sense of personal power by merging with the very thing that had power over you. That, that, that's a whole, there's a whole Scorpio, like a week-long Scorpio lesson in that. Um, and more about some of those themes in the new moon meditation coming up later. So the second bullet point is the wild. As we move into November, Uranus takes center stage in a powerful lunar eclipse in Taurus. Whenever Uranus is involved, we know we're looking at big change, reversals, and severance. When we pair Uranus with an eclipse, we're looking at a sudden change in direction, a breaking with the past, and instability. Watch for radical shifts in the things we've always counted on or relied upon for stability. It is not a time to try to set something in stone, lock something down, or like try to execute really long-term plans. The best way to deal in my opinion, with a shifting landscape is to stay mobile. This is an agility test. It's also an inventiveness test. What can you create when the things or relationships or ways of being that you've always relied upon or maybe even took for granted don't work anymore? Can you think on your feet and stay agile without clinging to the past or clinging to the old? This eclipse also pulls in Mercury and Venus in Scorpio and Saturn in Aquarius. So we're watching for changes in structure, hidden information, and repressed desires to emerge. Be ready for anything. Don't get too attached to what you think or feel at any moment because it'll probably change. And finally, the third bullet point is called the war. And right away, I'm not talking about any particular war. I'm talking about like war in general. Um, and so this bullet point, um, actually, I pulled from, I think it was last week's, last week's um, show, but I think it bears repeating because this is a, a larger, more pervasive element in, in the astrology we've been experiencing over the past couple of years. So here it is, the war, both of these eclipses reignite the Saturn-Uranus square aspect that's been in play since the beginning of 2021. The Saturn-Uranus square is like the drumbeat or the heartbeat of the environment and the prevailing atmosphere. And in this case, that atmosphere is the tension and conflict over the old traditional ways of doing things and what's new. 
So just think again, if you're with me, you know, for the second time hearing this, just think for a moment about any of the conflicts that are surrounding you right now. There can be a multitude of ways that this is playing out, but what's at the heart of all these conflicts? And in my personal experience, what I'm seeing around me personally, it's a conflict between an old way of doing, seeing, thinking, behaving, comprehending, and a new way of doing these things. This can range from the most personal experience of... I'm not the person I was, but it's the person I know. And it's in conflict with something new burgeoning inside of me that I, I, that doesn't have form. And I'm not really sure what that is, but I feel torn. So that's, that would be like a personal expression. And a larger expression would be the people in my business are at odds. Half of us want to do this one thing and half of us are trying to go a different direction. And that can extend even larger. How are we running this country? How are we living in this world? Do we need to go back or go forward? And are those the only two options? So, think back to the the biggest topics in your life or in the news of 2021 and and see if something comes up um, during this eclipse season. This Scorpio season, there will be a revisiting and a reckoning with some of these stories because some of those stories are far from over. Instead of the usual new moon prompts, Today, I'm offering a deeper meditation on Scorpio because eclipses interrupt the usual lunar cycle. So I don't think we should treat eclipses the way we treat our usual lunations. Eclipses are the game changers of the cosmos. No matter how disruptive they are, they're ultimately times of coming back back into alignment if we are misaligned. You can kind of think of them as, as I was just saying the word alignment, we can think of them as like the cosmic cosmic chiropractor. It's like it happens quickly and you get snapped back into alignment. Um, I don't recommend this, as I was saying at the top of the show, this is a time of ritual or making something happen, manifesting all that jazz, Um, they're so powerful and they speak so loudly. I really see them as a time to step back and listen. My, My personal astrology practice as a whole is based on being in relationship with the environment in a uh, coordinated dance of asserting our will and respecting the power of nature. Eclipse time is when we give nature the floor. The eclipse is the ritual. In place of the usual prompts, let's let's meditate a little bit on the eclipse that kicks off the season. So this missive here is called Precise Passion. 
This Scorpio season is tremendous in its desire for change. Scorpio doesn't stop until it gets to the bottom's bottom, and sometimes it's just bottomless and dark. And that's okay, because Scorpio can see in the dark and sees all that is dark with clarity. The longer we can tolerate the fear of darkness and resist the urge to turn on the lights too soon, the more we can find out, the longer we can bear states of emptiness and the clearer the, the knowledge becomes of what will satisfy. Emptiness is a part of life and it's a natural part of life to be embraced. Our fear of it is what gets us into habits and actions that actually dull the senses by making us reactive uh, and usually reactive to imagined threats of loss by overprotecting ourselves from feelings of loss and endings we can create a numbness that gets in the way of feeling desire we forget how to live um, in, in a first, um, I've, I found a quote from the Bible. <laughs> so this is, this is like a, a first for me. Um, here, here it goes. This is from, uh, Philippians 4.12. And the quote is, I know what it is to be in need and I know what it is to have plenty. Already we have here Scorpionic and Scorpio Taurus themes. I have learned the secret of being content in any and every situation, whether well-fed or hungry, whether living in plenty or in want. And this is Scorpio's gift to us. It, it's not afraid of emptying out, and it embraces that. So it's not tricked into acts of desperation. It can wait for the real thing. And perhaps more importantly, Scorpio has enthusiasm for emptying out and other quote-unquote unmentionables that other signs don't really want to approach. Scorpio was designed to dive into the raw sewage of life and come out with gold. Um, just like I'm reminded of a scene from the Shawshank Redemption, the movie, um, the novel by Stephen King, where, spoiler alert, the main character, Andy, crawls through the sewer to escape from prison. And when he emerges, like from basically beneath the earth, he comes out and there's this like glorious money shot uh, it's like a crane shot of him extending his arms to the ceiling and it's raining down on him. So it's like he's getting baptized. So he's being reborn. So he goes from the sewer into like this whole new existence. There are no half measures with Scorpio. It will undo itself until it's nothing only to be reborn as everything. This new moon in Scorpio is asking you to go all the way with your desires by engaging in a compost process. It wants you to commit to rebirth by laying old desires to rest, 
so they may be restored as new desire that is really felt, like felt to the nth degree. By engaging in periods of abstinence, cleansing, and fast, the palate of our desire nature is primed to experience passion with clarity and precision instead of, you know, vague, vague um, ideas of like what we kind of want, you know, we get inured and dulled by the habit of running away from, you know, bad feelings. And because I seem to have Shawshank on the brain, um, how can we forget Red's? Red is the other main character in this story. Red gives Andy this pivotal piece of advice. He says, get busy living or get busy dying. Or for these purposes, we could substitute that with get busy dying to get busy living. Andy had to experience depletion so thoroughly to feel the acuteness of his desire, and that gave him the strength to execute a precise act of will for his transformation. On the world stage, we can see that we are in the midst of a purge. We're experiencing death to the old, a cleaning of wounds, and... (laughs) a thorough examination of the intricate workings of our pain. This is fuel for change. So your new moon prompt would be this. Use your night vision to suss out what's putrid, stale, or just in the way and surrender it. Allow yourself a moment of empty to feel your passion rise up with clarity Be precise about where you aim your passion and use this time to develop an articulate and discriminating appetite. I hope you have a deep and intriguing week. Join me next Sunday at 4 p.m. for a special edition of the Cosmic Dispatch as we prep for all your dark celebrations with a witches and magicians round table. You're not going to want to miss that. And if you do miss it, remember, you can always listen to a playback in the archives. Have a great rest of your day, and I'll see you next week. The Cosmic Dispatch is a weekly show that uses astrology as a catalyst for conversations with people from all walks of life. An exercise in making astrology an accessible part of your week. You can find out more about my work at www.astrologybycory.com. <laughs>